0: Hello, I'm Maria Titizian.
1: And I'm Rubina Margosian, and welcome to the Week in Review for the week of February 24.
0: In the news, the International Court of Justice orders Azerbaijan to ensure free movement of persons, cargo, and other goods along the Lachin Corridor. Ruben Vartanyan, the state minister of Artsakh, is dismissed from his position by President Araik Harutunyan and the government of Armenia gives the go-ahead to Lydian to start operating the Amulsar gold mine.
1: On February 22, the International Court of Justice in a near-unanimous decision delivered its order on Armenia's request for the indication of provisional measures against Azerbaijan in the case concerning the application of the International Convention on the Elimination of All Forms of Racial Discrimination.
0: In its order, the UN court ordered Azerbaijan to urgently take all measures at its disposal to ensure the unimpeded movement of persons, vehicles, and cargo along the lodging corridor in both directions. The ICJ also unanimously rejected Azerbaijan's counter-request that was filed days after Armenia's application for provisional measures in its entirety, both decisions were issued on the 73rd day of nagorno karabakh siege after Azerbaijani so-called eco-activists blockaded the Lachin Corridor on December 12, 2022. The
1: ICJ denied Azerbaijan's request to make Armenia stop laying landmines in the Lachin Corridor, something Armenia has repeatedly denied, saying that they are a pretext for blocking the
0: vital road. During the weekly cabinet meeting, Prime Minister Nigel Pashinyan talked about the political significance of the ICJ ruling, noting that the court recorded that the Lachin Corridor has been closed since December 12 of last year, adding that uh, with this, Azerbaijan's practice of misleading the international community was recorded by the world's highest court. The second important factor, according to Pashinyan, is that the court recorded
1: the responsibility of Azerbaijan for the closure of the Lachin corridor, essentially not considering the closure of the corridor by eco-activists to be serious or justified, and obliged Azerbaijan to open the corridor.
0: Pashinyan noted that another important point is that the ICJ clearly recorded the existence of nagorno karabakh the entity of nagorno karabakh in accordance with the trilateral declaration, and its provisions of November 9, 2020. This is the trilateral statement that ended the 2020 Artsakhwar. Among them, legal significance was attached to nagorno karabakh and the presence of the contact line.
1: He also noted that the court considers that Armenia did not provide sufficient evidence that Azerbaijan is to blame for the interruption of natural gas and electricity supplies to nagorno karabakh The reason for such a situation according to Pashinyan, is that the valve of the pipeline supplying gas to Artsakh is located on territory now under Azerbaijani control. The same situation applies to electricity lines. He went on to say that the moment Yerevan is able to obtain concrete evidence, it will apply to the court again.
0: The European Union External Action Press Office issued a statement about the ruling saying that the EU takes note of the binding order issued by the International Court of Justice and that it remains concerned about the obstructions that continue to to be in place on the Lachin corridor and the resulting humanitarian implications for the local civilian population all concerns of Azerbaijan about the usage of the corridor can and should be addressed exclusively through dialogue
1: the eu reiterated its call on azerbaijani authorities and those responsible to guarantee the freedom and safety of movement along the lachin corridor in line with commitments undertaken under the trilateral statement of november 9 2020 it also underscored the vital needs to ensure unimpeded supplies of gas electricity, and other services to the affected population.
0: The French Foreign Ministry also issued a statement announcing that France has duly noted the ICJ ruling regarding the situation in the Lachin Corridor and reiterates its unwavering support for the ICJ and the binding nature of its rulings, including in the indication of provisional measures.
1: And amid the ongoing blockade of the Lachin Corridor, Ruben Vartanian was dismissed from the post of State Minister of Artsakh yesterday by President Araik Harutunian. The President announced the decree during a cabinet meeting. Harutunian thanked Vartanian for his efforts in raising international awareness about Artsakh and solving numerous domestic problems during the blockade.
0: In a tweet, Vartanian said that Artsakh is his home, adding that it has been an honor to serve as State Minister in Artsakh. He thanked President Harutunyan for their time serving together, stating that while they may have had different views on the issues, they also have common red lines which no one can cross, red lines important to ensure that Artsakh is free and Armenian.
1: Bartanian also said that he will remain in Stepanakert and continue to work for the benefit of Artsakh. Harutunyan offered the position of state minister to Artsakh's prosecutor, General Gurgen Nersesian, who said he is considering the president's offer.
0: And speaking of Artsakh, as we always do during yesterday's cabinet meeting, Pashinyan said that at the moment the natural gas supply to Artsakh has been restored after it was cut again. This has been ongoing for the last 75 days now. Classes have resumed in public schools that are heated by gas on February 20. Classes had been suspended since February 7 due to Azerbaijan's disruption of the gas supply. On February
1: 22, Russia's foreign ministry representative Maria Zakharova said that since December 12, 2022, when the Lachin Corridor was blockaded, the Russian Defense Ministry and the Russian Peacekeeping Contingent, in cooperation with charitable organizations, have delivered more than 2.5 tons of humanitarian goods to Artsakh, more than 8,000 children and 800 low-income families have received assistance. She also stated that Russia is making vigorous efforts to resolve the situation around the Lachin Corridor. As of today, the International Committee of the Red Cross has facilitated the transfer of 122 patients from Artsakh to medical institutions in Armenia. And Maria, I was reading this and I was thinking... It took Russia 44 days to facilitate or reach a stop to the war, to the armed conflict in Artsakh, and now 75 days, and the situation around the Lachin Corridor is not resolved.
0: This week, Human Rights Watch again called on Azerbaijani authorities and the Russian peacekeeping force to ensure the protests on the Lachin Corridor do not deny nagorno karabakh residents their rights, including the right of access to health, essential services and goods, and to freedom of movement. Human Rights Watch said that while while Russian Peacekeeping and International Committee of the Red Cross trucks can travel on the road to deliver essential goods and transport critically ill patients to Armenia, disruption of the corridor is causing a humanitarian crisis as many needs remain unmet.
1: On February 22, Russia's defense ministry reported that peacekeepers have registered three instances of ceasefire violations in Artsakh's Martaket region. According to the Russian side, the commander of the peacekeeping contingent, together with the Azerbaijani and Armenian parties, is investigating the matter.
0: Also this week, Armenia's defense ministry denied Baku's accusations that Armenian armed forces had fired in the direction of Azerbaijani positions on the northeastern and western parts of the Armenia-Azerbaijan. Border.
1: And this week was the 35th anniversary of the beginning of the Arsakh movement. And when you look back at the situation, it's there's no solution. Still no resolution. Yeah.
0: Well, over the weekend, Prime Minister Nigol Pashinyan was in Germany for the annual Munich Security Conference. On the sidelines of the conference, U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken facilitated a meeting between Pashinyan and Azerbaijani President Ilham Aliyev. Pashinyan also participated in a South Caucasus panel titled Move moving mountains, building security in the South Caucasus together with Azerbaijan's president and Georgian Prime Minister Irakli Garibashvili.
1: According to the Prime Minister's press office during the trilateral meeting between Pashinyan, Blinken and Alia, reference was made to the progress of work on the draft peace treaty between Armenia and Azerbaijan as well as the unblocking of regional transport infrastructure and the implementation of the limitation between the two countries in line with the agreement reached in Prague.
0: Prime Minister Pashinyan reaffirmed. The determination of the Armenian side to achieve a treaty that will truly guarantee long term peace and stability in the region. Pashinyan also emphasized the fact that Azerbaijan's illegal blockade of the Lachin corridor has caused a humanitarian, environmental, and energy crisis in Artsakh.
1: In his opening speech, Blinken noted that Washington believes that Armenia and Azerbaijan have a genuinely historic opportunity to secure an enduring peace after more than 30 years of conflict. He added that the United States state is committed to doing anything they can to support these efforts. Lincoln underscored the need for free and open commercial and private transit through the lodging corridor. He also called on the parties to open the transportation routes.
0: During the South Caucasus panel, Pashinyan spoke about the blockade of the corridor again, reiterating Armenia's position that, according to the November 2020 statement, it is the duty of Azerbaijan and the Russian peacekeepers to keep the Lachin corridor open. Pashinyan stressed that international attention should be focused on the situation in the corridor as its continuation may cause irreversible humanitarian consequences for the Armenians of nagorno karabakh And during the panel
1: discussion, Aliyev noted that there is common understanding between Armenia and Azerbaijan that there should be a two-track approach to the situation in the region. The first, according to him, is the azerbaijan armenia peace talks. The second track is Azerbaijan's direct communication with the Armenian population in Karabakh.
0: According to Aliyev, the two-track solution separates Baku's talks with Yerevan from the communications with Armenians in Karabakh, as the latter is Azerbaijan's domestic issue. Aliyev also noted that it was agreed with international partners that there will be discussions on the rights and security of the, quote, Armenian minority in Karabakh.
1: In Munich, Aliyev also told Azerbaijani media that Baku wants the Karabakh issue to be removed from the international agenda, adding that Azerbaijan cannot allow the Karabakh issue to be included in any form in the potential treaty to be signed between Azerbaijan and Armenia. He also noted that Azerbaijan received a new response to their proposals from Armenia, adding that they are working on it now.
0: Aliyeva also said that it would be good if Armenia and Azerbaijan established checkpoints on the Armenia-Azerbaijan border uh, in a bilateral manner. If we are talking about the opening of communications, of course, checkpoints should be established at both ends of the Zangezur corridor and at the border between Lachin district and Armenia. Today, at the meeting held with the participation of Secretary of State Blinken, I officially put forward this as a proposal. We will wait for a response from Armenia, Aliyev said.
1: And in response to Aliyev's proposal to set up checkpoints on the Lachin corridor and the so called Zangezur corridor, at a press conference with his counterpart from Luxembourg, Armenia's foreign Minister Arat Mirzoyan said that regulations of the Lachin corridor have been negotiated and signed in the November 2020 statement, and that renegotiation of regulations, especially under threat of force, again cannot be an acceptable solution for Armenia.
0: In Munich, Pashinyan also met with European Commission President Ursula von der Leyen. They discussed various issues related to Armenia EU cooperation. Pashinyan emphasized that the EU is Armenia's main partner in the implementation of institutional reforms and thanked her for the assistance provided in that direction. Van der Leyen said that she highly appreciated the process of democratic reforms in Armenia and expressed the readiness of the EU to continue support programs for the country. Pashinyan also held several other high-ranking meetings in Munich.
1: And also on the sidelines of the Munich Security Conference, Foreign Affairs Minister Arad Mirzan met Louis Bono, the newly appointed senior advisor for Caucasus negotiations, the US co-chair of the OSCE Minsk group. During their meeting, issues on regional security were touched upon. The recent developments in the normalization process of Armenia Azerbaijan relations, as well as the Lachin blockade, were discussed.
0: On february twentieth, the European Union mission in Armenia, the EUMA, arrived in Yerek where the head Quarters of the mission will be located. The mission will also have field offices in Gapan, Goris, Jermuk, Marduni, and Ichevan. According to a statement issued by the EU, there are approximately 100 civilian staff of the EU-MA, including around 50 unarmed observers.
1: European External Action Service Managing Director of the Civilian Planning and Conduct Capability Stefano Tomat will serve as the civilian operation commander, while Markus Ritter will serve as the head of mission.
0: Prime Minister Pashinyan, as well as Foreign Minister Mirzoyan, received the delegation led by Stefano Tomat. The Prime Minister welcomed the decision to deploy the EU's long-term civilian monitoring mission in Armenia and emphasized that it will contribute to regional stability and peace.
1: At the meeting, the sides exchanged ideas on issues related to the mission and the cooperation agenda. Mirzoin expressed conviction that the mission will make an important contribution to stability in the region and ensure security for the population living in the areas bordering Azerbaijan.
0: In response to the arrival of the European mission in Armenia, Russia's Foreign Ministry representative, Maria Zakharova stated that Russia sees an exclusively geopolitical component in the EU MA, which she called far from the interests of normalization in the South Caucasus, and an attempt to oust Russia from the region.
1: Unfortunately, she said, this is not the first time we have recorded the desire of the European Union and the West as a whole to gain a foothold in our ally Armenia by any means, Zakharova stated. She went on to say that Baku's public negative assessment of the initiative is also being ignored.
0: This week, Zakharova also called on Armenia and Azerbaijan to return to the negotiation table, expressing Moscow's Readiness to facilitate those talks, Russia's Deputy Foreign Minister Mikhail Galuzin told TASS that Russia has conveyed to both Armenia and Azerbaijan Russia's notes regarding the fundamental principles and parameters of the peace process, which take into account the approaches of the parties.
1: Meanwhile, the U.S. State Department spokesperson, Ned Price, said during a weekly briefing that Washington hopes to see the results of the U.S.-EU mediation of Armenia-Azerbaijan normalization when the parties come together in Brussels in the upcoming days. According to the State Department, EU President Charles Michel has extended an offer to host the parties in the European capital, but a meeting at this time is not yet
0: scheduled. EU Special Representative to the South Caucasus, Toivo Klar, is in Yerevan yet again. Um, so far he has been received by Security Council Secretary Armin Grigorian. The sides discussed the implementation of agreements reached between Armenia and Azerbaijan within the Brussels negotiation format. Klar that he is back in the region for a series of consultations to follow up on the leaders' meetings in Munich. And
1: yesterday, Prime Minister Pashinyan talked on the phone with Russia's President Vladimir Putin. They discussed the humanitarian, environmental, and energy crisis in nagorno karabakh resulting from Azerbaijan's blockade of the Lachin Corridor.
0: The Prime Minister attached importance to the implementation of the necessary steps by Russia to resolve the situation. At the same time, Pashinyan emphasized the ruling of the UN's International Court of justice regarding the unblocking of the corridor by Azerbaijan. The sides also exchanged thoughts on the process of normalization of relations between Armenia and Azerbaijan.
1: Pashinyan also spoke with UN Secretary General Antonia Guterres. They discussed the possibility of sending a UN fact-finding mission to nagorno karabakh and the Lachin corridor. Guterres noted that he will keep the issue at the center of his attention.
0: Armenia again abstained during a UN General Assembly vote on a resolution calling for ending the war in Ukraine and demanding Russia's immediate withdrawal from the country. 141 member states voted in favor and seven against. Uh, Those that voted against were Belarus, Democratic People's Republic of Korea, Eritrea, Mali, Nicaragua, Russia, and Syria. Armenia was among the 32 countries that abstained. Since Russia's invasion of Ukraine, Armenia has abstained from all resolutions against Russia, and coincidentally, today marks the first anniversary of the start of the Russo Ukrainian war. This week, PACE
1: reporters on Armenia visited Armenia-Sunnic region where they visited the Artsakh Armenians who have been stranded in Armenia because of the closure of the corridor. They also visited the checkpoint on the yerevan Stepanakert highway confirming that the road is indeed closed. The PACE reporters also visited the villages of Sotk and Gutagan in the Gerarkunik region which were hit during the Azerbaijani attack of September 13-14.
0: Also this week, the Euronest Parliament. Assembly adopted a resolution calling on Azerbaijan to release all Armenian detainees, determine the fate of missing persons and victims of forced disappearances, and to allow the launch of a UNESCO mission for preserving the cultural heritage in the region.
1: On February 20, the United Nations Working Group on the use of mercenaries arrived in Armenia for its first visit. The Working Group, which will be in Armenia until February 27, will conduct field work in Yerevan and Sunik. The experts will meet government officials Members of civil society and non governmental organizations, victims, and their representatives.
0: They will share preliminary observations at a news conference on February 27. The working group will present its findings and recommendations to the UN Human Rights Council in September 2023.
1: This week, Defense Minister Sourian Papikian was in the United Arab Emirates where he participated in the International Defense Expo 2023 in Abu Dhabi. Papikian took part in the official opening ceremony of IDEX and now. Avdek's 2023 exhibition. He held meetings with the leaders of large military industrial companies and discussed a number of issues related to military cooperation. Minister Papikan also visited the Armenian pavilion.
0: While in Abu Dhabi, Papikan also met James Hirsch, director of the Defense Security Cooperation Agency of the U.S. Defense Department, a number of issues related to the possibilities Military technical cooperation were discussed at that meeting. Kyan also met with UAE Minister of State for Defense Affairs. They discussed the prospects for development of military and military technical cooperation between Armenia and the UAE.
1: And more in diplomatic news this week, the newly appointed U.S. Ambassador to Armenia, Christina Kvain, presented her credentials to President Vahagan Khachataryan. She also met Prime Minister Pashinyan, Foreign Minister Mirzoyan, and Defense Minister Papikian. Kvain tweeted that it is the honor of a lifetime to be the U.S. ambassador to Armenia. I can't wait to explore the country, meet its people, and further the U.S.-Armenian partnership.
0: Foreign Minister Mirzoyan visited Syria this week, delivering another batch of humanitarian aid to the regions affected by the devastating earthquake of February 6. Mirzoyan met with President of Syria Bashar al-Assad and his Syrian Foreign Minister Faisal Mekdad. Armenian-Syrian cooperation in bilateral and multilateral formats were discussed during the meeting's among other topics.
1: This week, the foreign minister of Luxembourg visited Armenia, where he met Foreign Minister Mirzoyan as well as the prime minister. The prospects of expanding bilateral cooperation between Armenia and Luxembourg were discussed during the meetings. The foreign minister of Luxembourg emphasized his country's interest in deepening multifaceted cooperation with Armenia.
0: On February 19, an Armenian serviceman was fatally shot. At an undisclosed military unit, the following day, Armenia's investigative committee reported that the soldier sustained the gunshot wound from his own rifle. On February 22, the officer in charge of that military post where the incident happened was detained for causing a serviceman to commit suicide by carelessness, using violence against a subordinate, or threatening to use violence, or causing an injury to a serviceman.
1: Also this week on February 19, a defense ministry vehicle rolled into a gorge due to an avalanche near the village of Khanatsakh in Asunik, resulting in the deaths of two contract servicemen. Another two were hospitalized. They are in stable condition
0: this week armenia's government signed a 250 million dollar deal with lydian armenia for the exploitation of the gold mine on the amulsar mountain near the resort town of jermuk economy minister vahan keropian said on february 22 that the armenian government will receive 12.5 percent of the company's shares according to him the affected communities will receive seven million dollars of support from the company every year
1: the minister also noted that Lydian Armenia will create hundreds of jobs in the affected communities and will ensure significant economic growth and activity not only for the region, but also for Armenia. It is estimated that Armenia's GDP will increase by 1% with the operation of the Amulsar mine. This is quite a high indicator. We have no right to refuse such an opportunity, said Keropian,
0: Referring to the environmental concerns and problems uh, the operation of the mine may cause, because as our listeners may know, this was quite a controversial deal. The minister noted that all studies, environmental studies have been carried out in accordance with the legislation of Armenia. And as a reminder, the Amulsar gold mine was set to start operations in 2018, but locals and eco-activists staged protests resulting in the discontinuation of construction for the mine.
1: And in other news, retired army general Grigor Khachaturov, the son of Yuri Khachaturov, former chief of the General Staff of the Armenian Armed Forces was detained on February 20 amid an ongoing criminal investigation on money laundering. The case concerns the period he served as commander of a military base. This is between 2006 and 2010. Major General Khachatrov was the commander of the 3rd Army Corps from 2016 until 2021. He was released the day after his detention as the anti-corruption court rejected the National Security Service petition to keep him in pretrial detention.
0: And on February 22, the director of the Surmalu market was detained in connection with the blast that resulted in the deaths of 16. people last summer on august 14 the preliminary investigation is still ongoing and that's the kind of week it's been here in armenia thank you for listening have a safe and peaceful weekend and we will be back again next week